Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Fools in Love Podcast. Today, we're going to explore a topic that is very near and dear to us because we have lived through it. And we are talking about when a couple is misaligned in their personal growth journeys. But before we do that, can I share a review shout out, Megan? Of course. Well, we got a review from New Mama Kai, and she said, real life with a positive outlook. I love how Brandon and Megan give it to you straight, but with a splash of hope and feeling like things will be okay. They are artists and how they talk about challenges they've faced and also give tactical strategies of overcoming and moving forward. We need more couples willing to share their stories and talk openly like this. Well, thank you so much, new Mama Kai. We appreciate you. And if you would head over and leave us a review after this episode, we'd greatly appreciate it. So let's jump into this. All right. Well, first and foremost, we were hanging out on Clubhouse last night. The club. The club. If you're in, you're in. You know what I mean. And we were having a discussion with some other couples and some halves of a couple. And it came up over and over that a lot of people's experiences were that one person in the relationship kind of started out the personal growth journey before the other. And then eventually the other one caught up or is in the process of catching up. And since that was something that we had experienced, we were like, this seems to be a common thread. Let's, let's chat about this. Yeah. I always love to hear like that common theme. And if common themes keep coming up, then it's something we definitely want to talk about. And like Meg, like you just said, I mean, that was something that like multiple people brought up, which was odd to me because even though I lived it, it seemed like we were kind of far removed from it. So I guess it wasn't on the top of my mind. But it seems like something that's consistent across all couples, certainly a lot of couples who are like kind of reaching for more. And so I also was intrigued by the fact that most of the women seem to be the trailblazers in this, which is pretty awesome. So go to the ladies, go, go ladies. Absolutely. But yeah, most women seem to be the more. Uh, practical people, the more people willing to like take steps forward and the men were kind of lagging behind. And just speaking from a man's perspective, I think that's probably because men can definitely be one more stubborn and two. And more importantly, I think just it's harder for men to ask for help or to know that they need to improve. And so like this whole personal growth journey is just like, it's being better, right? It's lifting yourself up. And so But in order for me to do that, I feel like for me as a man, I had to admit that I wasn't where I wanted to be, which I think is really difficult for men in general to say, hey, I'm not where I want to be and I can't handle it by myself. And so maybe that's why we're seeing that that relation between, you know, women kind of pushing forward. Now, I have to ask you, you say that you knew that eventually you knew that you weren't where you wanted to be. But did you also kind of feel like maybe if you started a personal growth journey that something was wrong with you currently? Like not just you were not where you want to be, but also like you were admitting something in your life? Of course. I mean, I'm I'm admitting fault because again, I'm like, well, it couldn't be me. You're like my problems in my life couldn't be me. 
I think I'm figuring it out. I think I'm doing the things that I need to do to make everything happen. And so when you start being like, well, how could I improve? Most people don't look at improvement as just like improving and taking it to the next level. They look at improvement as, oh, great, something's wrong and I need to fix it. And see, that's how I looked at it. I was like, well, something's wrong, but it can't be wrong because I've already tried these steps to fix it and they didn't work or whatever, whatever it was. And then when I had to actually look in the mirror and say, oh man, I guess maybe I do need to do something. Then it's kind of eye opening. And I honestly, I give that a testament to you because I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have known to do that. Like I didn't even really understand what personal growth even was. I never even understood that it was a thing. I mean, I, I knew who Tony Robbins was, but I didn't ever like watch one of his talks. I didn't read one of his books. I didn't listen to a podcast about it. I had no idea what it even was. And I don't even know that you did in the right. sense of it being personal growth, but you just had that burning in you that you wanted to do something more. And we were talking about in that clubhouse, like, and I'll share it with y'all, but about that burning that was inside of you and you taking the steps and rather than you nagging me, cause this is really important and we'll get into all this during this episode, but rather than you nagging me like, Brandon, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you where I want to be? Judging me, coming from a place of resentment, coming to a place of pointing the finger, you were like, no, that's cool. I'm just going to do my thing over here. And that really doesn't affect you because that's the other thing. What your partner is doing shouldn't really affect you. It shouldn't really affect you in the sense that you're not going to then reach for more because they're holding you in place. And to me, I think that most people say that and I don't say this lightly because I get people have situations, but think you're using it as a crutch. Like, well, my partner doesn't want me to do that, therefore I won't. But where's that power in you to say you're going to go out there and do it? And I'll, I'll give the credit all to you because you did that. You said, well, I mean, you're sitting your butt on the couch and you're not doing anything, but that's not the life I want. And so, you know, we didn't even have a conversation really. You're just like, this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, cool, okay, that's great for you. You're a little insane and, but okay. You know, I didn't really say anything to discourage you and you went out there and did it. And that, that modeling is what finally got me to the place where I was willing to at least start the conversation or at least look myself in the face and think about what I could do. Yeah. Okay. So, so many good things that you just said, but I think it's so interesting because you were talking about how I didn't really know what personal growth is. And honestly, I, I didn't. And for many years before I really started my personal growth journey, I want to say that I like dabbled in personal growth. Like I would have these spurts of energy where I was like, you know, oh my gosh, like something's not right in my life. I'm going to go do this, this, this. Like I would get inspired. I would have the things and I would want to do more, be more like, you know, all of the things. And for whatever reason, they always died out. And I didn't have a name for what I was feeling. I didn't understand that I was trying to start this personal growth journey and just wasn't doing it. Uh, but then, you know, in 2018, is it 2018? I think so. Okay. We're going to go with 2018. It's pretty recent, like all things considered. 2018, that's when my mom actually was like, hey, do you want to come? She was living in Michigan at the time. She's like, do you want to come up to Michigan and run this 10-mile crim race with your sister? Like, if you do, cool, I'm in. Like, I'll pay for you guys' race. Let's do that. And I was like, mom... I mean, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't, I don't run. Like, what are you talking about? I can't run 10 miles. 
And then it hit me like, I can. I mean, I hadn't yet, but I could learn to run 10 miles. It wasn't impossible. It was the spring. The race wasn't till late summer. I could do it. And so that's kind of really one of the things that prompted me into this. And again, I still didn't have words for it. I still didn't understand this was the beginning of a personal growth journey by any means. I thought I was getting my exercise on. I thought I was getting, you know, a little bit more in shape, figuring stuff out. And from there, I think really was like the first time, one of the first times that I thought, okay, well, if I can run, if I can accomplish this, then what else am I able to do? And then that propelled me into understanding more of what personal growth really was. So what do you think the difference was then? Because like you said, you felt that stirring in you a lot. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like you feel the stirring, but then life happens. Distractions happen. Mm -hmm. You get kicked in the face. You fall on your face. You presume you're going to fail. You put those thoughts out. So what was different from the time? Like why, why do you feel like your mom being like, hey, why don't you come around this race? Why was that the catalyst for what? really ended up pushing you into this space of growth? I think it was just that I was finally ready. I think that I was finally mentally in a place. I think I was finally physically in a place. I think I was just understanding that like at some point I was going to have to deal with those feelings of wanting more. And so it seemed like a logical place to start because running wasn't like totally foreign to me. I had run many times before. I hadn't ever run 10 miles in my life at that point, but also, I just felt like it was something sort of doable. It wasn't out of the complete realm. And it was just right timing. Our, you know, Both of our kids had been born by that point. I wasn't struggling as a new mom anymore. We were, we were solid at this point. I think all those other times, there was always, like you said, the distraction, the, the life happening. And it's not that life wasn't happening to us in 2018 either. It's just that it finally felt like a place where I had some mental space to be able to really start that. And around that same time, that's when I was like, hey, I want to do a blog. And you fully supported me in that. And I think between the running and the blogging, I was like, man, this is something. I, and that's kind of when we were like, wait a second, let's put a name to this. And that's kind of my personal growth journey. It doesn't mean you started then, but I think that's when we kind of realized what that was for the first time. Yeah, And the reality too, I think for a lot of people is at least from the feedback we've heard from other couples is that one partner is so much further ahead, which we kind of already touched on. But what, what was your feeling in that place as the person who was trying to do more and you saw that I wasn't in that place. What gave you the courage and strength and energy to be like, you know what, I can do that. And then what were your feelings kind of going through your head on me? Or was it just not even like, like I wasn't even part of like the thought. I don't mean that in like a bad way, but like this was something you were going to do and you were going to do it regardless. Like what was kind of floating through your mind at that time, just to, just to kind of relate to all of our other listeners out there who I know are experiencing similar situations. Yeah. I think that mostly it was a non-factor. If you had been like, yeah, let's, I'm going to run right now with you too. The, the same day I said that, I think I'd been like, oh sweet. Like we'll totally tackle this together, but you didn't. And I did. And so to me, it just became a, a non-factor. I think in my head, it was mostly like, you know what, if you ever feel like doing more, if you ever feel like exercising with me, if you ever feel like going above and beyond what we're doing right now, I'm here for it and I'll be there with you and I'll support you. But even if you're not going to do that, I still am. And I maybe that would have caused huge, huge relationship issues 
at that point in our lives, if I had, you know, been three years into a journey and you were still sitting around doing nothing, I don't know, probably it seems logical to me, but luckily for us, that did not happen. And I think by me modeling it, it wasn't very long before you were like, Hmm, she seems happier. She seems different. She seems rejuvenated in a sense. And like, she's actually doing something this time. Whereas all the other times you'd heard me talk about it, it was very, very short lived. Yeah. And again, I mean, my attestment to you is the fact like the, the way you did it, because I never remember you even saying like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to do something else? Like, like not even an interrogation, just like, I don't remember it even being a thing for you to be like, Hey, are you, are you going to do anything? Like, are you going to do something else? Like, what do you think you might want to do? And I'm not saying you can't have those conversations, but like for you, you just, you literally modeled it. And I know it sounds so simple and it can take time, by the way. I don't know how much time it took, but it was like months of time before I was like even getting to a place. And I had some bigger questions I was struggling with too at the time, which kind of also led me down that path to wanting to understand more about what you were doing and seeing that it was helping and then, but, but again, you never pressured me. I think that's where there's the big disconnect because a lot of times your partner and we hear of people like being like, if he'd just get off his butt and go do something. And it's more of like, you're playing the mother figure or the nagging figure. You're not playing the figure of like coming aside them and supporting them and giving them the time and space to figure it out. You're coming from the place of like the nagging, bickering, you know, judging person and I'm going to tell you from a man's perspective that is, and probably from a lot of people's perspective, but I can only speak from a man's perspective. That's never going to encourage me to do anything. That's going to put me back on my heels. That's going to make me put my fist up figuratively in defense of that. And I'm going to say, well, why do you do this? And you're doing this and you're doing that. And it's only going to lead to further resentment, fighting, anger, all the things for no reason. Because if you come at it that way, and I think that's where a lot of people stumble and trip up, is they're like, well, I've tried. I've tried everything and they just won't do it. And it's like, but have you been patient? Have you modeled it and been patient? And I get there's circumstances where that might not work, but that's what worked for us. It is. And it sounds like so simple, but like, again, I know that by you doing that and showing me those things and not pressuring me, it gave me the space and time to figure it out. And I think that's where the where your motives being pure, so to speak, really do come into play. Like if I had been doing that to inspire you, then of course I would be going down the nagging hole when you weren't doing it two minutes later. But because my motives were truly and not selfishly, just they were, but I don't think it's selfish to say this, but because my motivations were about me, my intentions were about me, it didn't so much matter. Like I wasn't on a quest to fix you. I was on a quest to fix me. Yeah. And that, that just as a side note, because this is one of the things like we've touched on recently, but like it, it, you understood it wasn't your job to fix me and it's mm. not my job to fix you. That's where we get stuck. It's like, well, I've done this. And so just like we've all done everything in our lives, that was a great experience. Like you have a great restaurant meal. You're like, oh, go to that restaurant. Or you have a, you have a great experience here. You're like, oh, you have to try this place. You have to talk to this person. You have to do this thing. It's human nature to want to share those things. And so like when that happens, you are excited and you want to share it. 
but it doesn't mean that it's your sole job to fix your partner. And that's where we can get caught up because it's not your job to make it work. And if they do try something, the best thing you can do is to encourage it. And if they stumble, which they inevitably will, because we all do, keep encouraging them. Keep showing up in love. Show them the behavior that you want to be modeled back again to you. If you want them to be encouraging you and your ventures, you got to give that back to them. And it's a two-way street. I get that. Maybe you don't have a partner who's supportive. Maybe you don't have a partner who's there at all right now. And again, I caution that it takes time. It takes time and it does take energy. And eventually, you might just get to the place where you're aligned like me and Megan are. But that only happened with a lot of really big conversations, a lot of encouragement on both sides, like equal encouragement. And it was in different seasons at different times and different spaces But then we both got to the place where we're like, yeah, we're ready to do this thing. And now if either one of us says the craziest thing you've ever heard, we're like, yes, Mm -hmm. we can do that. You know, it's funny to me that as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking back upon all of the things that we've gone through and all of the things. And I'm just sitting here smiling to myself because not everybody starts with fitness and not everybody's personal growth journey begins with fitness, but ours both happen to. And I'm thinking, how crazy is it that running something like running made us into who we are today. Like because we started running, we have a podcast because we started running. We're building this company because we started running. Like we're doing all these things. And it's just like, I mean, it's miles on a sidewalk. It's just so bizarre to me. Yeah. And then that's one of the things you got to remember too. Like all of these things are a stepping stone. Like they're uncomfortable stepping stones. And sometimes you trip and sometimes you fall on your face and sometimes you feel like it's stupid but they're all part of the journey. They're all part of growing you. So this struggle, if you find yourself in a situation where you're, you're dealing with your partner, well, look for the positives in that. Like what could, that, what could be things you could be thankful for in that place? One of the people was sharing on the clubhouse that they actually sat down with their husband and talked to them like deeply for the first time in a very long time. Well, if it took something like that to get you to that place... I think it's worth it, right? Because all the struggles we've been through as a couple, it took us going through the valleys to get there. And don't ever take those for granted because those are the areas where you really get a clear vision of what you want and what you don't want. And those are the areas where like, you learn all of these things that we're talking about. But me and you don't learn these things if we don't try them and if we don't talk and if we don't do any of the things we've already mentioned, we don't get to that place. If we were bitter, resentful, feeling like our partner was weighing us down, we would never be on the other side of that. And so I'm thankful for all of those things that happened because they opened our eyes up and opened our minds up to something new and different and amazing that would have never been there had we not been going through the terrible <laughs> resentment, you know, all the other things that come along with it, all the other negative feelings that come along with that. Yeah. I mean, our misalignment ended up being one of the greatest blessings of our entire lives just because it prompted so many new things for us, new adventures, deeper connection, more conversations. I mean, I think in the past few years, we have had more meaningful conversations than probably like since we first started dating and didn't even know each other and had to learn all the things. Like, I don't think that we've had those kind of conversations up until we really started getting into this and relearning ourselves and rediscovering ourselves both individually and together. 
The last thing I'll say too is just in the process of this misalignment, in the process of you not being on the same page or not being in the same growth trajectory, just make sure you're giving each other grace and make sure that you are encouraging each other, not discouraging each other. And make sure that you're looking at your behavior and understanding that it has a direct effect on how your partner is going to be feeling about all of this. Chances are, like when Meg started, you're feeling a little bit subconscious about yourself, feeling a little bit scared that it's just like, it's just a, a weird, a new thing. And it's like a, your partner's doing something different that you don't really understand. And for me, like when there's things that I don't understand, it causes me anxiety. It just causes me more stress because I want to understand and I want to figure out what's going on. But the only way that I could have understood is by asking you the questions and then listening to your response. But again, we would never have gotten to that place had I not been willing to do those things and try those things. And we would never be in the beautiful place that we are right now. And so I encourage you, if you're finding yourself in those seasons, just make sure that you're giving your partner the grace. And also one last tip, don't go back to the past and how things have happened before. Like if you've tried it with your partner before, if that's the first thing that's off your tongue when you listen to this episode, please look that in the face. Please please question yourself on that. Please challenge that because that is not going to serve you at all in the future. If you want this to change, we invite you to try some of these things because going back to the past and how your partner did this, that, or the other, or you've tried it with them and it didn't work, try it a different way. Love them more. Push, push more. Like, not push more in a, in a stressful way, but try it again in a different way with a different voice from a different angle. And maybe it'll just work. And just respect the process too. I think that so often we think, you know, well, my journey looked like this. So you're expecting your partner's journey to be very similar. It may not be. It might take a totally different amount of time. It might be in a totally different direction. Maybe one of you is going and working on some things that the other one has no desire to ever even think about because it's just not a factor for them. So I don't think that, you know, clearly personal growth is meant to be personal. It's not meant to be a one size fits all thing. So don't have any preconceived notions that this is how their journey should go because their journey will not look the way you expect it to because it's their journey. Just let them be on it, support them and love them. I love that. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any questions, hit us up on the DM at the fools in love and we'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.